Njani Mlaleli. Welcome to Amakosigazi Media's Women's Newsbeat right here on Sky's Metro FM. Esavantu, my name is Vusi Bebe Umandlovu, your co-host together with three brilliant, beautiful and opinionated ladies. Linjani Makosigazi, welcome to another episode. Hello, 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 Linjani Makwachini. We are at Sky's Metro today, Natasha here. Hello, happy new month. Kamala, I'm Welcome. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> you do month. look excited. <laughs> Good afternoon, wherever you are. Great, as you can hear, the ladies are all excited. We're here to discuss the news items that touched us in the past week from our mainstream news media, social media platforms, as well as around us. Remember, you too can be part of this conversation by sending us your comments. You can send us a message on Sky's Metro FM studio numbers, which are 077 That's 077 or you can send us a tweet on at Amakosigazi FM or at Skies Metro FM and hashtag Women's Newsbeat. On Facebook, we are Amakosigazi Media and on Skies Metro FM Radio. So much has happened this week such that we Zima to choose which stories to discuss at length. La Pamankazana. Wota, Sizazama, Uotinta, as much as we can of Lokesuponek Sizagala and what affected all of us Gakulu during the week, especially Jengabo Mama. What's our first story for today? Our first story for today are the bakeries. I'm sure Lonke Liawazamazama Baker. We've been seeing it in social on social media. We've uh-huh. been seeing it Emma News Pepin in Dabazama Bakeries, Elupane, Arare. And I think these bakeries are being introduced in, in quite a number of areas in Zimbabwe in light of the shortages of bread. Oh mama, sebesens wama bakalawana. I wanted to find out what do you guys think about that? Are we progressing? Are we regressing? What, what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? I think it's two-sided. Single. We need to understand whether it's a community thing or we are saying we are solving an issue. That's the information. And if it's that we are trying to solve our issues in the nation, I think we are attacking things at the wrong level. But provisionally, we do know that we've got issues in this nation. But with, with um, a wider view, provisionally, is that not a good thing? I, I understand with various issues and probably introducing this type of bakeries may appear like we are regressing and we should address the issues of the shortage of wheat and why do we have shortage of wheat, the shortage of foreign currency and the fact that we, we keep on importing wheat into the country and there's still a foreign currency. But I'm saying provisionally, why at least we have a challenge? Is that not a, an, a brilliant contingency plan? Mina, for me, the face of women being put at the forefront of relieving an economy because that's what they are selling. This is a campaign strategy. It's not like solving a problem. Or dealing with a, a, a symptom and not the actual problem. Mm-hmm. And Lapa are bringing in women to use archaic primitive methods which do not bring pro- profitability as what, what, what's being sold. 
to us so for me i think this is just what someone else called the feminization of poverty where you take this group of desperate women you put them up front you give them some old tactic and you use it as if you are empowering them who in 2019 would want to use i'm an aluminium sheet to bake bread let's talk about hygiene yeah, let's talk we... about safety methods honestly and we say which we're empowering them what other option is there so gabaloni se ilizwe gabaloni se ilizwe babise ama geti babise flower cut corruption cut the porous economic system That's and use that money small let's velelapa we are just wasting time i because agree those mad ovens next rainy season i be say delega vele this is to me it's like what mkabe did about 10 years ago etata ma computers esia donators kolo ekwasithiz kolo zemakhazi lama gedzi azilama teachers who know they don't even know how to switch on the computers they gathered dust they died and we're saying good hi for the time being it's like it's just a campaign strategy i hear you but i'm saying provisionally are there no advantages in that it brings women together it bypasses the use of zesa and and it, it's an alternative to other forms of of expensive energy it has a potential to create employment if they take it seriously it encourages hard work so let them sell it as that let them sell it as that can I they ask, shouldn't make it as if it's a solution to any economic yeah, problem exactly it's a provisional but can i ask is it something that we have to write home about it's all over the newspapers that that is good provisionally let's pick it up i mean i won't pick it up because this for me is just using people for campaigns i don't have anything to say really because i feel like for me i was seeing mama too and i'm like like why are they even agreeing to doing this it's like we're going back to 18th century we don't have to do this and also they have to we have to consider the issue of sustainability how long are we going to use mud ovens mm. like mbanoza you functioning and you know the fire hood to do that and also baza ithatha ngapi which already were complaining that there's no wheat like the ear shorter so mama bona la baza ithatha ngapi which yokubeka so i feel like we are not addressing the real issue as zimbabweans and women should stop should stop agreeing to such things like i was seeing my comments abantu on twitter and they were saying what hey how come overseas uh, people use this to bake pizzas and all that guys mm-hmm. this is an option it's not like they were forced to do this but now it's just an another alternative it is not the only option that they have and just because when zala overseas doesn't mean that we should do it you know we can do it if we want but local wenzwa he government yet where they want to sell us this idea so that they don't fix the issues that we have let's fix the real issues and then we can one day when we decide to have mud ovens then we can have them on that's the what flower i think issue someone on facebook said uti flower will be provided for at the party's provincial headquarters so, so, so to me was part of this political party were not card carrying members they won't be allowed to use these mud ovens and get this sweet because the mud ovens have been put up at Zanu PF headquarters, headquarters. and in Lubane by Zanu PF structures what about people who are not in Zanu PF abasoze batole ini this empowerment 
That's my question. So what what you are saying is when usoluguti wenzwe through party partisan lines, maybe if they've done it from government offices, we go zavanyone. Me now, what I'm saying is this thing shouldn't come as a way to prop up someone or something or some organization. If it's true empowerment, then it must be done for everyone and using modern methods that are modern. true development. Mm, yeah. Why not can't we view it hidden. as provisional? Alternative methods. Why can we not view it at the moment as provisional? Because I don't see how women can be used to prop up an organization using AMA systems like AMA 1800s. Mm. To me, it's not development. I'm not saying it's development. This is sort of a, a one aspect of disaster management. So what disaster Zimbabwe? No one is denying that. Why is we in disaster? What can be done? So Zamele Bashale is Anja. Alright. But we're assuming we're going to talk about change. I don't think this is a positive change for us. It's not change. What this is, is listen to what I'm saying. It's a provisional plan. It's a contingency plan. It's a plan B. It's a falling back on. No, no the fallback plan is look for money, pay uh, SCOM and bring Zesa back. That's the fallback uh, plan. But no, you're assuming that this will work. And no, this not will not work. Vele local source of seven. For the time being. Did you, you see not, how you many loaves each oven produces? It's not even It's get not off. even enough for one yeah. family. So And the number of households that are out there in the communities. Guys, that's like one week. No, I see where your heart is. No, it doesn't necessarily But what I'm saying is the government or the party in power or in government shouldn't use this. Betty, yeah, we're bringing development, we're empowering women, what, what, and use it as a strategy to get votes. No. It's a joke. They shouldn't guys. make There's us the laughing stock as yeah. women. Say but they shouldn't use that to disempower us. This is disempowerment. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Amen to that. Mm. Anyway, guys, I'm sorry for getting all emotional on you, but you know, sometimes I easy doesn't lie. They make me think of what are we as women being taken taken advantage of or being used to prop up certain sectors of power instead of also developing ourselves and making a difference in this country. If you have a comment, do you think this is true empowerment? Do you think this is, as Ngo says, provisional and when things get better, women can throw away those uh, mud ovens and the tools that have been donated. Throw away, wash them down. And wash <laughs> them down, yeah. <laughs> yes, for another time such as this because we know Zimbabwe's problems happen in cycles. So maybe one day we'll need them again. So you can get in touch with us on those numbers that we gave you. 077-4460-100. Do you think the mud ovens are a good strategy for us moving forward and for our people getting bread? We'll be right back. Welcome back, Mlaleli. You're tuning in to Skies Metro FM, and this is the program Women's News Beat. My issue today is on the primary and secondary education minister, Paul Mavima's recent announcement to the press that he would soon be reintroducing a compulsory national youth service program for all school leavers above form four. The program, which is still in its infancy, he says, is scheduled to start next year and will be called a life skills orientation program. Minister Mavima, who termed the program controversial, says plans for the program are still at an early stage. However, 
it will be compulsory for all students from form 4 and will go on for 12 months. The questions for me are, how different will this be from the Bodagese? SES UTA producer, what have come to be known as Ama Green Bomber. And is this the best time to launch this service? Who will implement the program? If it's government, for me, it's a big no, given the last disaster. And as women, I fear for our children, especially Bangamankazan. And especially if they are going to implement it as last time in a compound sort of boarding setup where children go and lodge there and are given these uniforms, army-like uniforms, and they are indoctrinated and they are drilled and they have these ideologies put into them. What are your thoughts, girls? I mean, those were my issues and my questions. You know, I think the idea of national service is very noble. It's absolutely a beautiful idea because I've been of the feeling of really they are lacking as far as service is concerned. Yeah, I also have challenges though. Why list is it still this dispensation that we have now? It might be compromised. But the thought and the idea itself is a brilliant one. And I hope and at some point in this country actually implementing twenty when when young people leave school one year of, of national service because it will teach them you know the idea of volunteering and the idea of service serving their country of giving back yeah, and of giving back because mm -hmm. the concept is not there in young people particularly if in their schools they were not involved in clubs like interact toastmasters in those clubs that teach service so if a child has not been exposed to that in their high school years something for something and the world doesn't work like that at times mm -hmm. yeah i also agree with smoguti it's such a noble idea i mean i'm also for teaching people about service and it's something that we see even in that we're never they were never taught Uguti, they have to serve others. That's why you find Uguti, every issue that we have in Zimbabwe because people have never, they were never taught to serve the interest of others before themselves. So if they're introducing this, um, I say yay, but as you said, Uguti, um Nabaza implementer. If the government partners with Amanyama organizations like Amasia Souls, then I'll agree because I would love to be part of that because I believe Uguti, our young mm -hmm. people, our youth, they need to know Uguti, when you're serving, it's not always about what you're getting because we always assume Uguti, you have to work for money, but sometimes you just have to serve, serve your community, serve um, your nation, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I agree, like, let it be done, but the government should not, actually, let me not say the government, ZANU PF should not monopolize this and make it their own. Like, everyone should be involved. And 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 I'm sure we'll raise better leaders, leaders who know that it's not always about what I'm getting, mm -hmm. um, but what I'm putting as well, you know. And you're teaching them to be involved in each and every aspect of the community building. So I, I feel like everyone should be involved. It should not just be government or ZANU, but it should be everyone involved, our our parents, our our schools, like community, community institutions. Yeah, everyone should be involved mm -hmm. and this will do do so well. Like it doesn't have to be like it bought against where people Bahama better uh certain mm -hmm. place. No, no, no. Yeah. But it can be done where schools are involved. involved yeah. they are taught Uti Tanya Lanini Hambani Uma companies are 
I think it's a great idea and I mean, I definitely I'll even volunteer to be part of this because yeah. something that my friend and I have been talking about we need to set up an institution that teaches young people on volunteerism and yes. trying to partner um, you know partner with yeah. other organizations and this will help to also tackle issues parties where abantu are not idle but they're doing something uh, for the greater good of our community so yeah I agree Mina, it's also more of use your talent in a positive way, use your giftings in a positive mm-hmm. way, and don't demand payment for it. You need to grow, you need exposure, you need to to network, all that. It will instill those type of values in them. Mm-hmm. Even work ethic. Most of us mm-hmm. you know, are so, struggling with work ethic. I, I love what you just raised, some about um, <clears throat> getting these young people to go and experience. But I remember talking to one person in the corporate world and because of a program I wanted to do, he was like, Natasha, the problem is we cannot bring in kids under 18 because e-labor does not allow for that. Mm -hmm. So if the government can re-look at these things, then yes, Mm -hmm. it, it will make total sense for us to take our kids, they go and learn for an hour how to do stuff, how to clean up and whatnot. I, I love, I'm for the idea, but it's where it's coming from. Is it going to work or it's not going to work? And I think Ipotswana actually had that. Many countries, many countries, countries do. So many why countries I'm saying Ipotswana is because I learned with Amazwana Maning and they will talk about it. And well, besides that, people think they are lazy, but they know how to serve their own country. Well, guys, I love all the points that you're bringing in. So my my takeaway or my input was that I would love to see it, especially for the Form 4s who are usually 15, 16, as a community service program, not necessarily a national youth service. Yeah. Why? Because I feel that we first need to learn about our home, our immediate surroundings, appreciate and love it and contribute to it before we go to the national. And yeah. So these lower level grades, whether we form 2 or we form 4, can they contribute something to their communities but working within the school system? Mm-hmm. So for example, and there are so many community institutions there. There is the youth center, there is the bait hall, there is the City Council a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. There is the Emma Kandeni tennis court and cricket. Yeah. There is the community library. There is just a lot of places where s- schools around the area could send their children to say, for example, okay, every week for an hour, we'll walk with about 10 children exactly. to the library. You see what librarians do, you see how they pack books, you do what, and you go home. You go to the youth center, you learn what they do, you go to the swimming pool, and so forth and so forth. That's community service. They learn something, and it's a safe environment because these are teachers. And you also get, like, marked on it. So if you do well, you excel, you get a mark, and it contributes to your overall or level result. And then when you're now at university, at college, at a polytechnic, then it can be a national youth service. How? When you graduate, maybe in medicine or in motor mechanics or something, you go to an institution, maybe like CMED, and you give your services there, and you are marked as well. You graduate based on, let's say, 200 hours that you've given for the year as free labor towards the country. And you are marked on that. I know Ghana does that. I think Uganda does that. America does that. Uh, when I was in Nyali, 
one girl that was taking us around was actually volunteering and she was saying i'm actually going to get marked on this and i won't graduate if i don't fulfill a certain number of hours this year towards voluntary work and i'm thinking if we do it that way and it's the universities and the education systems running it it will be safer it will make sure that there's a policy around it but how do you volunteer what are you entitled to is it an allowance is it a work uh, environment kind of set up and how are you protected from things like sexual harassment uh, bad working conditions and things like that and child labor protection policy has to be in place exactly child protection policy Mm -hmm. exactly i like the fact that this is the ministry of education that is bringing this minister of uh secondary and primary and secondary education bringing this which means there is room for schools and institutions of learning to run with this the last time it was the minister of youth running with it which we know is quite politicized so for me that is where my problem is. If they run with it properly and they get a buy-in from the community and get our opinions, I think it can be a perfect program. So and implement it after a wide range of consultations. That's yeah. my take in. For me, if you cannot lead yourself, you can't lead others. Mm-hmm. So when our children are out there and they're going to volunteer to do some work, they're learning how to lead themselves. Yeah. Yeah, because we have a problem of now when you want volunteers, it's always, yeah. Yeah. and they don't see, even if it's a workshop to empower them, yeah. they always want to get something bad from it. Yeah. So anyway, if you have something to say on this one, ladies and gents, please do send us a message. What do you think about a national youth service is it something that we should totally cut out given what we've experienced in the past or is something that can be beneficial but if implemented properly with a buy-in from the public and community institutions and schools technicons universities also being fully involved in it send us a message 077-4460-100 we'll be back shortly Welcome back, Balaleli. It's still Women's Newsbeat right here on your favorite Skies Metro FM on the 100.3. Sia Kubega, what's our next issue, girl? I saw an article written by Ululu from Center for Innovation and Technology Enterprise site. Um, the we interview that they did with U Chamisa, Nelson Chamisa. He says, um, I'll read what he says. Uti for for me, I am dreaming and wishing for a day when there will be a leader who is Ndebele speaking to be president of this country, not on the basis of the tribe, but the basis of their competence. For us to reach this point, we need to have a frank conversation and let out of all the concerns people have about their history, the present and even the future. And something that I love, you know, because I feel like as Zimbabweans, we have not allowed ourselves to have this conversation when it comes to having a president from a different tribe you know, and people always think you are being tribalist. But I'm like, okay, when are we going to have a president who is not Shona? I'm not saying but they can be Kalanga, they can be Tonga. I love this because it's coming from someone who is a leader, someone that we all respect, and someone from a different tribe than Amandebele, Kalanga, Tongas, and and all that. And it says we need to have tolerance and political maturity you know, as, as the nation. And I'm like, okay, so it means when we start 
accepting that we can have a female president uh, mm-hmm. and Debele president or Tonga president, then it means we are now politically mature. And then I want to tie this to the recent appointment of AMA board members, AM, ZBC, uh, BAZ, and I think Transnet Media, where we had a certain tribe being the majority. And it's like, okay, so what are we saying? Like, Abantaba competent to be presidents, are they from just one specific tribe? Or so I feel like I'm happy that Chancellor said that we need to have honest conversations about this and not be emotional, but really say, okay, why is it a certain tribe is always given opportunities, even in my appointment? Because the constitution says there should be a fair representation of all tribes, so of all at regions. Least, at least with presidencies, elections, aren't it? So you might say the public chooses one tribe all the time because they are the majority but with the board my problem is how does the appointing body not see that there is no diversity it's, uh, it's, it shows it shows it, the culture that's within the our mindset country, the mindset Uguti. for now we, we we keep electing this like people from a certain tribe so obvious when it comes to appointment of abanduma boards you're you're doing what the the culture value you're following the culture you're following the system that's already there so we need to start talking about it Ruguti, even from presidential level to where we are even in different institutions like what you know so i mean what you guys think i think it's actually rooted it's into that goes way way deep let me let me take it like this you might find board are very much qualified and experienced than any other developed person. Let's put it on the table like that. And they are rightfully there. There's no No, 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 no. Okay, if you say that. The rooting then comes in that. The reason why they are more qualified and more experienced is the fact that there must be devolution. scholarships, get exposure, get more experience than people from this region. That's where it's coming from. Because why are they putting people abanga mashona? Why abanga fagamandebe? And then ubo suti ukusukangela mashona kwananda. We abu kangelo guti. But they are experienced and they are more qualified. This is what we should be asking. Why are they more experienced and why are they qualified? Right. And they are from one. Well, I, don't, no, why, why, I don't. Let me don't agree with that. that. Especially guti bana they have more experience yeah. and they are more qualified. Yeah. Mina, I, I just think our people from this side mm. of the country are not forceful as the other side. Well, we're forceful in Janitasha when we lama door. If forceful in young Yabokan, the Lomia one corner is not even provided, which is what we were saying at devolution. And that's what we speak of it devolution. Centralized power, Vele, Ilama effects on allow. Mina, those doors are not even provided for people to kick through them. I mean, I think you need to prove to me first that there are no that other tribes that are not qualified. I think against all odds, they've shown competence despite those doors yes. not existing, such that they leave Zimbabwe and go and open doors in other countries. That's what I have seen. My question is, why those people that are looking for people to take those positions, not deliberately seeking for the people with the qualifications? For example, good Twitter in one of these boards, Boards, there is a guy, a chief in Lubani, Umapi, Kwanyamazi is a young guy. Yeah. But I know 
that he has not much experience in broadcasting or media. But I know a lot of Kalangas, Debeles, Sutus, who have experienced, who have, would have brought diversity to those boards, would have brought the cultural face of what Zimbabwe is, a diverse nation, not with one tribe. But that didn't happen. Is it because they are not qualified? No, that's not true. I think corrupt leaders have become a tribe on their own. Aksela Zaguti, Ungabusi Ndebele, Ungabusi Shona. Yes. So we tribe of corrupt people, regardless of the language or their ethnic background. For me, even Gulin Debele Lubusai, if they have the same mindset as those corrupt people in power now, it not it will not change anything. I think it will only reinforce the already negative stereotypes about Amang Debele. No, no, I, like that's what Chamisa says. He did not say what you are just putting in Debele person for the sake of. Mm. We are putting in Debele person because they are competent. Because like you are also agreeing with Ngotunkona, those people are more competent or they are more qualified. No. Chamisa says what you are putting in Debele person who is competent. The way he put it, he says, I yearn for a day when a developed person will be a president. For me, that is putting it wrong. Yes. That's when he started talking about a competent. But he could have said, I yearn to see and develop a leader who is principled and competent leading Zimbabwe. And we're not saying they are not there. They are there. And that is what I'm saying. I yearn for principled leadership that respects all cultures. Whether Lin Debele, Belishona, but go by Lelo Eliwazi, which is Zimbabwe, I see a Mashona. I see a man Debele Upele. I see a Makalanga water, but we are different. And that person has principle. And that person respects other cultures and other languages and is not corrupt. For me, that, that is what, more than having a Debele in power, I just yearn to live in a Zimbabwe that is free and that has principled leadership. You know what, I, and I agree with what you're saying, I agree, I'm all for someone who's principled and all that, but at the same time, it's just like me saying, I also want, I would love to see a female president, mm-hmm. I would love to see an Ndebele president, because it does something to a child to finally see someone who looks like them, who speaks a language like them, we've been seeing I'm a sh- like Shona speaking people taking all these positions. So it has been good for the Shona kids who are growing up to see, you know what, uh, I saw Nangagwa, I saw Mkabe, I saw this person and saw this person. But it's time that we see a different tribe for people who are growing to see, you know what, a female can be a president too, you know, it's possible. And Debele can be a president, it's possible. So we want, like, we want everyone to be represented, you know, one, one, one. I agree with Chamisa. I mean, as, as, as Zimbabweans, we need to get to that place of maturity and to say, you know what, we can have. And I think our structures, political structures now, they need to start considering. And also, that we should not be given ama periphery positions where you're like because fungu tulisa bantu msindo we throw you like uti we have one vp what they're doing what they do with females and what they do with amandebeles like if even if you look i had an argument with 
this guy saying a city but samu what are you saying um there's uchif mapikwa i'm like so you're happy with one person you're not looking at the ratio it's okay to just have one person all in debele and not have um ikalang and not have a tonga and not have a vendor it's okay to you but we are not looking at the ratio at representation of everyone so you know what i just i'll be happy to see ndebele president i'll be happy to see a female president you know, that's so you know i like i like what Vusi said okay. earlier about diversity yeah let's just go back into that issue of diversity yeah and i also concur with what you just said some you know, when our children are growing up, they want to see someone they can also relate to. Not what they cannot relate to the ones that have been there before, but it's to say, you know what, there's a Kalanga president, you know, Muli Kalanga, I love this, you know. So, can we have diversity going on in all these offices? That's what I want to I, see. I also wanted to bring to you guys attention there's something I saw during the week as you're talking like this that keeps popping in my mind so the Lawayo Progressive Residents Association Amashon it's Lawayo Independent yeah Independent something Association Bira or something but is it for Shona's it's not for Shona's but Ilamanyama tribe but it's movers Namashona in there because they are saying Lamanyama organization, Ama Residents Association are prone to Vele. Mina, I don't have a problem. Maybe it solves their problem, Auntie. It, it takes care of their concerns. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a form of diversity. But my problem is what's the city we want in Vele for the sake of having in Vele or a woman for the sake of having an, a woman. And then we just put any woman, like what they did with Umjuru, or them persecutor, like what they've done to other Okupes. So for me, is I would love to see competent Ndeveles and Kalangas and vendors and closers, competent women being recognized and uplifted and put in these positions so that people can see what, yeah, Lataman Ndeveles, yeah, was by it, Lato mama say I was ubuza. Katesum Tulingube was put in that position. It was nice to have Ndebele as a finance person. But with all the problems happening now, so you know, not that I'm saying he's not competent. I'm sure politics has a say in the decisions that he's making, you know. But it also affects us Pambilmasa City. Niganina man debele is good. Ah, but but why are we saying that as if bona we because if you are saying that like bona majority and where where is our nation now where is our country so they can't say because we also come back and say you guys have been running this country for how long mm-hmm. and, you, and, and 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 it's a mess so what are we saying it shows what the truth that, the truth yeah. is that's a fact but we don't have the numbers to then uh, make as loud a noise as they would. As yeah. unfair as it is. But I do agree with Chamisa. I, I, I think this country needs to look beyond tribe and ethnicity and look at competence and reward people that are deserving of leadership. Yeah, and, and, and other tribes actually they are competent. Because a lot actually. We are. Now I'm saying there's a Kalanga guy 
Wagomoyo in South Africa. He's a pilot and he's doing massive work in South Africa. Tasha, there are many Kalangas. Actually, no, so many of there us, are so actually. many Kalangas doing great things yeah. and Develez and whatever doing great things but unfortunately because the space is not there here and we need to stop to undermining ourselves else. anyway if you have a comment on this one just message us 0774460100 or hashtag women's newsbeat on at guys metro fm or at amakosigazi fm or amakosigazi media or skies metro fm radio on facebook tell us what you think the board composition of the ZBC Transmedia and the Broadcasting Services Authority is it reflective of the diversity of Zimbabwe or there are people that are befitting of the positions but who have been overlooked who would you have liked to see there and do you think Zimbabwe is ready for a different tribe to run things i know we say we be Amashona but they also argue with i Amashona so one tribe Wow, that's a debate for another day. We'll be right back. Welcome back to your station on the 100.3 Skies Metro FM. Sipeta Makosigazi, Uleli Hola, your women's news beat. And we are back with the final topic on the session. What's the last one, ladies? Interesting story, Sunday News, 28 July, written by Nobuhle Ajiti. And the article was headlined, Why Marrying a Single Mother is the Right Thing to Do. Interesting. But there was an interesting comment at the end from someone who says, um, can I just read? Ha 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 ha, this foolish writer is just trying to justify crap. Why would a right-thinking man want to leave, let alone marry what someone found to be defective? Why would one want to keep another man's child? There are plenty of non-single mothers out there. Find one and marry one and not marry a M1. I think he wanted to say M1. M1 is it mother of one? Uh, mm. I don't even know. I thought M1 was Well, we thought maybe in. highways, <laughs> like oh, someone who's had oh, so many people. Like, yeah. Motorway so, I'm not going to read the whole article, but already from the headline. And it comment your mundulo, what do you guys think? Mina. Already to say someone is defective. I don't think there's a right or wrong in marrying a single mother. It's it's a situation that this person is in that you cannot change. And I believe people marry for love. And if you happen to fall in love with someone who already has a child, what's wrong with that? And for this person to say, she's defective. Does that mean that the man who made her pregnant is also defective because she didn't make this child on her own? So for me, I think the comment comes from a very, very ignorant person. And and also the question I would ask you, can you a single mother? Do you know, growing up, my parents separated right when I was 17. There is a particular woman in church who always used to remind me of Dagama Zakela. How? How? She was the one saying it. Mm-hmm. And she was constantly reminding me. And you know, I'd sit down and think, oh wow, so this is what people think of my mom. So imagine all the other women who are out there 
like this person of Balile, and I'm sure it's a guy. They think they, they don't deserve to remarry. They don't deserve to be loved. They don't deserve yeah. a relationship. I don't think that's right because you don't it's know a stereotype, the unfortunately. Story. I think that continues from our culture, from our patriarchal mm. society mm. that sees woman as a possession that should be kept in a certain system or circumstance. Unfortunately, the situation in our country has messed people up to an extent that men actually leave these women with the responsibility that is theirs. Not all these single mothers want to be single mothers. By irresponsible men. They made promises in they didn't marry these women. So for us to then judge a person by just being single, circumstances and then you just say she's an M1, she's defective, she's umabuye wende, and there are all these return soldiers, names that, that are used on women that are ridiculous. For me, it just shows in Jehuti, I want to look at Tabanga Pequad. But is it in about the single men also? Exactly. We're more tolerant. Single, single fathers. We do talk about it. It's just like we're more tolerant of like of fathers than of us. Like oh mama, you find the mean stuff that people say they're usually addressed to women compared to men. Like um, and even besides single mothers, I always hear people talk about hey girls who are bored, and they always have something negative to say. Would hey. And I'm thinking, what about the man who pushed that girl to abort? Like, you don't care. Like, mm. Bona, they, they walk scot-free, just like single fathers. Like, they walk scot-free. Like, no one really cares. And not the burden's always on, oh, mama. Like, ma- mothers, they always get the insults. Women always get the insults. And men, like, no, you know what? These angels are okay. And I, I feel like we need to stop. And it's not just men who usually say these things. Because I saw a tweet, up, like, well, last week. And it was a female saying, Guti, um if no don't divorce because no one's going to marry you so it's, it's a system it's not just men pushing this narrative it's also females as well who say things like that or girls who have aborted are like this it's not just men but also women as well because i've realized as also mama the ones that have children as well like i'm a single mothers when they hear that a girl is aborted they also feel like but you're, you are judged but you also want to judge Others. I feel like the whole society we love to judge other people, and when it's us being judged, then we're like, oh, but when I get the corner, you are judging the next person. So I feel like we need to stop judging people and realize they choose what they want. If you want to be a single parent and if you want to date a man with a child or you want to date a woman with a child, it's your choice. And someone can also come and say, I mean, I used to say I don't want to date a baby father, and someone will be like, hey, CC, but it was a choice. Because I realized that when like when they separate with their partners, they won't go clear, and you don't want the drama involved. Mm-hmm. Not because you think this person doesn't deserve, but it's your choice, it's your preference. Even though later I dated that pe- like a person with a baby, with a baby, and I was like, I shouldn't have because 
it's my choice and i feel like we should not crucify people because of their choices if you want to date a single mother single parent do it and don't crucify others who choose not to because it's all choices and preferences at the end of the, the day. interesting thing for me is that uh single women without children will gladly date a guy with children and mm-hmm. even be willing to be a stepmom usually ladies don't mind but men make it an issue you'll find a man with three having an issue with having a girlfriend or a wife or a because Yena he has pushed those children to the mother and said you deal with our children mean I'm moving on alone to look for a woman without the yes without the baggage and it's not fair but I also think it comes from the guy's family as well Society. society society that's what i say society yeah society yeah. because the immediate decision also lies with where he's coming from if family and then the socialization also comes into play is that the right in the middle word I've never so heard of it, but I know that there are so many condescending words that people use to describe people. You know, and then we put our children, yeah, we put our children through problems. The children are affected, when you are not there. Now my advice if you are a single parent is abantwana bayekele bakhule. Yeah. And then you have a partner after. I'm yeah whatever the age at least ngasebele 18 usiya phambili sebekwazi kumake ama decisions and no longer dependent on you. Mina I would rather wait abantwana bami bakhule, you know, and know they are protected they have my full attention. Because ngaso kungena omunye umuntu wesithu who doesn't understand the relationship I had with their father or with them. It then affects their lives growing up. Sibayikhula bese ukuthi umama wakhetha indoda yakhe overthink. Owababa wakhetha wakhetha umfazi overthink. And that messes a child up and they had no choice in the breakup of a relationship or in you moving into a new relationship. Actually like when you're saying this I remember seeing a tweet this girl was saying what uh, she's a she's a single mom and uthi like she's dating this man and this man says ukuthi uh, and I don't want your child to come to our home. So really really like 2019 and you've been dating this person but at the end of the day I mean I always think it's someone's choice if you know that you're not comfortable with being like with being in a relationship with someone or lomdwana then don't do it. Don't go into the relationship. Yeah. I mean, my, my 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 motto is if you love me and have a child you better learn like, to love my child. Yeah. Cuz this child is part of me. And develop if I'm going to say I love you. I'm saying I love you with what you have yeah, and where you're you coming know. from. And I, I want to help you and I want to help you become the person you're supposed to be. As much as you do the same thing. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's not just about single mothers. I I I see like mama who like abangaba fellows like widows. Yeah. They get the same disrespect that single mom like single mothers get. Yeah, abangafelwanga. So there's is a society, stigma. It's stigma. So as a society, we need to do better, you know, and not always say mean things to these women or because no one really says anything mean, but oh, my mother says, it's a mess, but yeah, <laughs> it's real. It's, a it's like, 
why did she divorce or why is she now widowed? Mm. We need to hold on to our men. Mm. It's also insecurity issues coming from other women. So it's like if you have children, there has to be a man next to you. But it's, you know, it's interesting how when a man has children and he doesn't have a wife, the community is sympathetic. They're like, oh, look at that. He's such a good husband. He's no, he's a good father. Children. He's a good father. Yes, he's a good father. You know, but if it's a woman, oh, Lord. Anyway, guys, what do you think about this? Are single mothers not worthy of love? Are they tainted? Like this comment that we read, are they uh, effective? <laughs> Give us your thoughts on Sky's Metro FM numbers 077 And with that, we come to the end of this week's program. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, we hope that you'll be in touch with us and that you'll let us know what you think about the issues we tackle today. Ladies, it's been a pleasure as always. Any last words? Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great, great weekend, listeners. <laughs>